0: Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of True Chat, a community podcast, a main music production. I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds, and this is episode 12, titled Isolation and Its Many Faces. In this episode you'll hear the voices of guests from future interviews. And so I took segments out because I wanted to show the relevance, to tie it with the relevance of the topic that I really want to touch on today. In the past and previous episodes, we've been talking about the violence or in the streets, particularly Inglewood, Chicago. And as I reach out, the same type of things are happening in other cities. But just addressing the things that cause the violence, speaking to you all from a place of 100, taking 100% responsibility, that I create my own reality. A lot of times there are ways that I don't see them. So those of us that understand that, let me, Let me take you all through. I had someone, and here's the the topic that we're talking about today. Isolation. Where we are in isolation. Isolation for me has come up three times this week, which meant that it needed to be discussed and talked about. The first time it came up was just me sharing a story from a past with an old friend of mine from high school. The second time it came up was from a sister who commented based on how people are dealing with quarantine right now. So I'm gonna speak on the difference between isolation and quarantine and the different forms of isolation. The next portion of this episode, you'll hear one of our elder men giving his opinion or his thoughts and feelings on men crying and why he cries. Listen for the relevance and the relationship. See if you can hear the connection. This is related to what's going on in our streets today, how we are creating our own reality. During these times, these times, who are you? And what contributions are you bringing to these times, to this planet, to your family, to the situation, to your own personal situation? Can you see yourself? First order of business, defining isolation. Isolation separates the sick people with contagious diseases, from people who are not sick. Quarantine separates and restricts the movement of people who are exposed to a contagious disease to see if they become sick. These people may may have been exposed to a disease and may not know it, or they have the disease but show no signs or symptoms. Now the different forms of isolation, and I'm only gonna talk about four. Strict isolation is used for individuals with diseases that spread through the air, often kept in rooms at facilities that are designed for just that. Protective isolation aims to protect an immune compromised and at risk. Respiratory isolation is used for individuals with diseases that spread through particles that are exhaled. Those having contact with Those particular individuals are required to wear masks. Hint, hint. Enteric isolation is an abnormal separation used for individuals with infections of intestinal tract. There are other forms of isolation. I chose to only name a few just so that you can see the tie between all of these definitions being related to some type of disease or illness, a treatment for a disease or illness, okay? Now, I'm gonna go into my experience with isolation. My very first experience with isolation was in my own household. When you get sent to your room, go to your room when you do something, you're being punished, a form of punishment. Isolation, go to your room. And this is where I learned to master isolation, how you cope, deal with, and recover from. Isolation also has something to do with the location you are exiled or isolated in, okay? As a child, you sent to your room, you're isolated, meaning separated, from the rest of any and everybody else. You're alone, by yourself. You, The principle of isolation, because there is a principle in isolation, and it is to separate. Leaving one alone without assistance of others. Remember, on this planet, we are co-creators. We are co-creators. And some of us become very much so co-dependent. You're left to figure out how to survive with you and you alone. But are we ever alone? I mastered isolation while on punishment as a child with being able to play by myself. I had tons of dolls and toys. G.I. Joe men, He-Man, Ken and Barbies, all kinds of Barbies, and mine were black, which my mother thought was very important. I agree. Like all of the pieces from G.I. Joe, Joy had all of that shit. I had uh, the Cabbage Patch dolls, I had the life-size dolls. I used to create my own friends and family right in my room when I was on punishment, in isolation. And then my friends from outside would come to my window and we would kick it and play games like name that tune and I Spy and shit like that. This is how I mastered it. I even started masturbating at a young age. I know that may seem sick and crazy to a lot of you all but guess what? I know myself, how to please myself. I know how to make myself happy. I know how to find answers for myself. And it started back when I was a child. Again, the place that I was isolated was my room. So I had, it wasn't exiled. I had everything I needed to create the life that I wanted by myself. And it would drive my mom crazy because she couldn't believe that I was entertaining myself like I was. The second form of uh, isolation was a lot more major and a lot more like exile. It was at the high school I went to, Piney Woods Country Life School. And this isolation was put upon me by the administrators of the school in which my mother had no role in. Okay, my parents had no role in or no knowing of. I was isolated from the rest of the school, from the rest of the students in a dormitory. Other students were taken out of my room and I was given a room by myself because I was suspected to be gay. And rumors that were passed by an adult that worked at the school. You all heard me mention her in a previous episode. Yeah, Lindy McLeod started a rumor about me turning out one of the one of the girls that was my roommate. And from there, this girl's mother got the police involved. Who then, and I'm, at this to this day, I have no idea of what was really said. But what I know is that I was called into a major meeting with board heads, with the school's board heads and leading uh, authoritative figures without them consenting or consulting my mother. She had no clue of what was going on, but this girl's mother was there. So the way they dealt with it was to isolate me. Here, I had to be isolated again. When is isolation used? For some type of disease or illness. So tell me about isolation. And again, I was left to fend for myself. I had to come out of this by myself. The people that were around me, the other students, they saw the pain, they saw the hurt, but they couldn't touch it either because of fear. Some of them, parents told them to stay away. Could you imagine that kind of shit? I told you I went to, the, I went to high school at the age of 13 at a boarding school. So I didn't have my parents. I'm just saying all of this to show y'all, this was my path. Here I am now, master of isolation. The next people you can talk about that mastered isolation are your your brothers and sisters that have spent time in jail. Especially those that went to the hole. And a lot of your freedom fighters. Third form of isolation, college. Coach decided to cut my scholarship again. Based on speculation around sexuality, here we go. Look at how we do each other. Look at what we use isolation for. So I'm going to tell y'all something. A huge piece of me find comfort in this isolation of what people see as is isolation right now, what the rest of the world is going through, to let me know that, ah, yes, I'm not alone. And it's something that I'm very familiar with and know how to maneuver through these times. Now these situations and scenarios of my experience with isolation that I'm giving you took place for years. <laughs> okay? So much so that I learned how to isolate myself. And it wasn't something that I really did on purpose. It just became a habit. Because in this time is when I learned who I was. And I continue to learn who I am. I go deep every time. So much more of a challenge for me is to associate with other people who don't know themselves. You have not spent that time in isolation. Over and over and over throughout the different phases of one's life, throughout the different transitions. Each decade of my life, I experienced a different type of isolation. The first part of my life, those isolations were put on upon me by others. Second part, I chose to be. And now here we are, as I reach out to others and to try and give them something through their isolation. A lot of times it's misunderstood because again, they don't know themselves so they can't know me. I find more people, especially those that consider themselves some type of scholar, seeing these times as to be some type of test and are having a difficult time They do more intellectual masturbation and dealing with the symptoms of trauma rather than going within. And so when they see others moving, they are witnessing. And trust, you are witnessing. Like lightning to heal others, they are confused on what it is. They don't understand or get why it is I'm reaching out to them. But trust you all, when it's all said and done, you will know. The thing that I like to hear is, Joy, you are right. (laughs) I wonder how much of that I will get, especially from these niggas from Chicago, because they don't know how to admit when they are wrong here. Here's some of the things that'll come up for you. Feeling useless. For those of you all that had people depending on you all the time, you'll feel useless. You don't feel useful anymore. You feel like it's a disability or your purpose is gone. Some of you all will find that you like people more than you thought you did. We're noticing that there's becoming a new normal now, a new normal for people to have fear, fear for different types of authority that they hadn't had before, like police. Mhm. How many of you all are reflecting more or purposely trying to reflect less? Why or why not? Yes, these are the questions. And this type of new normal that I'm speaking of is coming from other cultures, other races. This fear for authority of police. Isolation for me was a pattern given to me by a higher power, no doubt. Others may saw it as a form of punishment, but God, source made a place, a home for me in my loneliness. In me being alone, she worked on me, through me, as me. And I'm here to tell you, so will you find that place. That place in which you will be transformed. And that transformation will always be yours. And can never be taken. Each time it comes up, you just get stronger. So let's go. Let's go. What is your take on having a government, the government and the streets working together? How how my my take is that you can't have one without the other. Because no, you
1: can't. You can't. This is. We are not an independent society. We are an interdependent society. We need each other. So the only way that one stops is if everybody works on it. Um, the first thing that needs to be done is all of these areas where all of this high crime is, um, those people need mental health care. Because that is, and I know it's it, it it doesn't sound crazy to me, it's PTSD. Okay. And when you're, I lived it and I got psychiatric help, which was the, the beginning of me coming out of it. But when you when you are compiled and compiled, when you have all of this trauma compiled, just compacted on top of each other over not only your life but now it extends over to your kids lives and their kids lives that's a lot of damage there you know what i mean and having had my experience having had the experience of seeing it in others when i was in um baltimore I recognize it. And when I see all of this, it's like, man, yeah, you motherfucking angry. You got a right to be angry, but you don't have a right to do is to take it out on somebody else. You have to be able to channel that and, and be able to, you know, release it in a positive way. You know what I mean? And that starts with taking care of your mental health. And we as a community don't believe in that, you know what I mean? And, and that has, you know, It's like having a a limb wide open. You don't go to the doctor. It'll be all right. And you just keep dragging that motherfucker around every day. Now it's got gangrene on it. You still ain't going to the doctor. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. the only thing is that the limb will fall off. Your brain will still keep functioning, but it's not functioning um, to the capacity that it should be. You know what I mean? And because this is, you know, generation upon generation of, you know, trauma, it's so far under there, you don't even realize that that's what it is. This is just how it is. No, that's not normal. You know what I mean? Drug raids, poverty, it's not, you know, that's something you're supposed to know you can come out of with work and ethic and dedication. And yeah, people don't have, you know, they don't have a clue. I didn't have a clue because you get so bogged down in it that you just busy trying to survive. You you trying to get to two o'clock, fuck Tuesday, or Monday. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's the reality.
0: On deck, sitting high, my eyes wide open, watching the swimmers go by. Sitting here, biting time, clearing a cluttered mind. So I started writing rhymes trying to find a divine thought to blend in with these feelings I'm feeling. But the members just won't let up. They keep coming in. It's five o'clock in the morning. Get your swim on, get your swim on. Backstroke, freestyle, just might float for a little while. Waves creating introspective perceptions of the ways we behave, redirected by the matter in the next lane. But the flow don't stop. It keeps going to the gutter, down the drain. Refresh, renew, and it comes back again. Filtration, integrating, mentalities waiting for elevating vibrations to ascend. Omega Alpha creation begins again. On deck sitting high, my eyes wide open. Watching the swimmers go by. Children jumping in cleansing sins and making new friends, creating new trends, subconsciously sinking, guidance. I'm watching from the deck, jets shooting out water, temperature set, it's getting deeper, but the people can't feel it yet. On deck, sitting high, my eyes wide open, watching the swimmers go by. What?
2: shit I've put it somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Death of somebody. Well, I thought it was somebody I thought it's death related to people that's close to me. But I found out recently with just shit that's going on in the world with Syrian refugees, the Greek island bullcrap that it's uh, death of human connection. Like when people suffering. Yeah, when people fail to um, be sensitized by shit that they should be sensitive to mm-hmm. and they just like like our friend, he's not our friend, oh but it'll just go away. Mm-hmm. California fires, oh it'll just get cooler later. Shit so like that. That that's one. Um, and then the other is um People kinda of hurt the environment. Cause like yesterday I was a Star Rock and I was like, yeah. I just saw shit that I just I like I saw the sign like I saw the signs and it's like it, it's kind of it's kind of a trigger, it's weird, but it's like I saw the signs like trash can, trash can, oh, last wow. trash can, take out what you take in. And then when I went in, everywhere I was looking, I had to like adjust my camera because Bottles, McDonald's, Subway Uncle Joe's just, just shit and you know stuff like that that's what really and then when somebody hurts somebody I tend to be an empath when somebody hurts somebody close to me and I find out the details about it the really deep Like a couple of my friends were, were sexually assaulted and they came to me first and I really didn't understand why. Later, I found out why. They came to you first? They came to me first. No, I
0: mean, you didn't understand why they came to you first?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me being a, a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, I did at first, I didn't understand it. Like,
0: <laughs> what do I do?
3: Because I... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm in Paris. I'm because I,
2: I, have, <laughs> I have specialized mental health training for sexual, uh, uh, sexually abused boys, mm-hmm. youth. I worked in mental health for that. Sexually traumatized, it's called SST. Sexually traumatized adolescents or whatever. So I have, like, you know, work with boys like that. I know how to deal with them, doesn't bother me, doesn't wear me out, doesn't do shit to them. I'm able to work with them like regular kids. I know their consequences and stuff like that. But but then when it comes to ladies, when this happened, I'm like, um... There's a shoulder, there's two, there's a knee, there's a foot, whatever you want. But wow. then beyond that, I didn't really, really, really know what to do. And then and, and, and it happened three or four times within like the last year that people that I'm close to were sexually traumatized, sexually abused, sexually violated, whatnot. And it came to me almost first or the second or yeah, you know, I need to come and just sit on your couch and play playstation some crap like that and then I found out what happened and then me not being able to do nothing yeah.
3: so are you when you when you cry in those moments or you feel is it more because you feel like there's a, there's nothing you can do and that makes you sad or does yeah. the condition of the women make you sad or
2: both
3: um what would be the dominant reason you're crying
2: that I couldn't do nothing mm-hmm. that I well I could do something yeah. But it would cause more damage. Yeah. Even if I was willing <laughs> to take can't the kill damage, yeah, you know, even <laughs> if I was willing to take that damage, even if I was willing to take that hit, I have to look at the person and say, if I go and do this, mm-hmm. then they might be vindicated. They might feel better at all this stuff. But then there will be sadness because of the consequences mm-hmm. I now right. brought to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really an anguish. And because, like, I pack stuff and just put it away and deal with it later, these individuals pack it up and then defend them. Like, oh yeah, well, maybe I shouldn't have went to bed naked that night, or maybe I shouldn't have went over her his house and chill like I've been doing since we were teenagers in elementary school. You know, shit like that. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, or or maybe I deserve because Mm -hmm. I drank too much or whatever. And I'm like. And that hurts because then now you take that pain and then you want to eat that pain. And that hurts that you did. And, you, and then you, you do all that and then you shut it down. And when they shut it down, they shut you out too. You end a little bit. And that's painful because now they're having to walk the world. Nobody's seeing this. You know, it's a movie that says, I, I walk around the world and I feel like no one sees me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like that's painful. So I want to say thank you.
0: Thank you for this because what I'm telling you, this is this is so in alignment to have a man or male. We just I just had a group conversation around this with women and these mm-hmm. are scholar women, professionals in different, you know, backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And we're coming together as women trying to heal as it relates to black women for black men. Mm-hmm. So to hear you bring that and for me, just like I would never think that you would feel, like a man would feel that way when a, you know what I'm saying? So that is, that's a new thing for me. I so appreciate that.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, yeah. Is, it is funny. You'll understand this because this came out as a, as a as a as a birthday. Somebody was wishing me a happy birthday and had heard something about me and Read a post from somebody else and then tag me in it on Instagram. Yes, as, a, as their story. I
3: completely agree
2: with this. Yeah, it's yeah, i take a quick look. And so it's And is, too
3: many people don't have the art of that. They don't have the art of that yet. Can I read it, it? Yeah, you can yeah,
0: you can read it. Making male friends who are genuinely your friends and never flirt or try to fuck you is a blessing. Okay? <laughs> It's true so as women, you <laughs> don't even need that platonic yeah. love. Black men who look for us with no agenda but to see us win are the
3: best. And, and it's not to say there's anything wrong you. with it, but we don't know how to have platonic intimacy. We either you friend zone, and that means there's no intimacy whatsoever, there's nothing. There's or I'm oversexed, and that's still not intimacy, it's still a limited form of intimacy. Mm-hmm. How do you really share the permissions we give ourselves to be emotionally oriented is when every single emotion that is related to tears is relegated to weakness or suppression or, mm-hmm. or something, because as you said, like, I believe that the reason that we can't get out of this binary idea uh, and we, we over politicize gender is because too much of the emotion around how to free up that divine feminine mm-hmm. is couched in these emotions that society has deemed weak yeah. and, and and feminine and girly and pussy, right? And so if we can get out of it and just know that it's just pure design, it's our human expression to come with all of this prescribed, we cry when we come out, we cry. Right? Ain't nobody suppressed you or told you that it's weak. That's who you are mm-hmm. as a child. So if we could just get related to the idea that tears and emotion and love is not pussy girl shit, mm-hmm. and it's just who we are as human beings as a species, mm-hmm. and allow these emotions to just run.
0: I was just telling Joy, like, like, just this morning before I came to, like, you know, meet her and then come here, you know, I, I was like, the, the, there was like this uh, lady and her her husband walking past my, my my apartment, and dude was just screaming like every two seconds he was calling her another name. It was she wasn't saying nothing but just standing there, and and, and, he, and she was holding a baby too. Mm-hmm. And, and and in my mind I'm just like, mm. why why are my bro, why are my brothers so angry? You know why are they why why is it so why is it so hard to do a simple thing and just you know be quiet like. Why do you got? Why do why you gotta scream at her?
2: Why? Is it, what is that solving? What? How's that helping you? And it just—it just feels like sometimes, you know, my brothers will will stand on, you know, this hill and die with their masculinity rather than, you know, doing what could heal them, doing what could make their relationship easier, better,
0: you know, sooner. So there you have it, folks isolation, coping, and dealing with it through traumatic experiences. Thank you to my sponsors and supporters. This has been another May Music Production. I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds, and be sure to tune in next week to get the interview with my dear friend, Joy Butler, as she gives us the goods on her book, titled, Pig Town Chronicles. So it's, so it's and on that note, blessing us with I'm out. Until we'll next week. Where curses yeah. You yeah, source energy. Fills my being, to choked in the throat, a reason for living. It is like everyone I might see adversity penetrating our communities, creating perceptions that we need to be free. Source energy. Yeah.